Hey there and welcome to Soul Church. Our prayer is that this message encourages you wherever you may be in life. You know, we've been hearing so many stories about what God is doing in people's lives and we'd love to hear yours. So take a second and send your story to stories at soulchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us today and we hope that you enjoy the message. God bless. The biblical meaning of nine is divine order and a cycle of completion. In Hebrew, the emphasis of the number nine is hidden goodness. That's what nine means, hidden goodness. Think about it like a pregnancy. Hidden goodness. Ironically, for nine months, the baby is in the mother's tummy until nine months later, the baby comes out and new life is birthed. We are completing a chapter, the ninth chapter of Soul. And we are beginning a brand new chapter today. Not just in the physical sense of the building, but I believe the Chantal, there is a new spiritual beginning that starts today. So it's not just we're turning from nine uh, to 10 in our 10th year. Actually, there is a new spiritual hunger. You can feel it in the atmosphere. There is a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit. There is something that is transitioning from the former into something new. Leaving this building in a few months' time will be like the end of an era in many ways. But I believe it's actually only to pave the way for something greater to be established. And we are, we are going to be starting to speak about a revival spirit that is in the atmosphere in this church. That there is a revival of spirit and heart. There's a revival in the youth ministry. There's 125 young people here on Friday night worshiping God. There is a revival spirit in the atmosphere. On Sunday, I want to give us a date, but on Sunday, the 22nd of October, the reason I'm giving you is because I don't want you on, on Monday, the 23rd of October to go, oh, I wish I'd have gone to that. Have you ever seen someone on Facebook and go, oh, how did I miss that? Okay, so I'm going to give you a date, and there's a reason I'm giving you a date. It is Sunday, the 22nd of October, 5 p.m., we're going to be having church on our new site. It's going to be outside. We're not sure what it's going to look like, but I had a vision. I don't have many visions, but I had a vision of our church in a circle around the new building in a prayer chain. So if you decide to stay home and watch Netflix, we're not going to have enough people to get around the building. That's why I need you to stick it in the diary now. And I think there's going to be, and if we can go around twice, we'll go around twice. I think there's going to be power that night. In, and by the way, we're not going to march around the building because things fall down. We don't want them to fall down. We want them to stay up. Okay? We're not going to call down fire. That's happened before. Okay? We're just going to stand still and see the salvation of our God. Okay? We're going to pray and we're going to believe God. And that night, the cross, the former cross, which was on the former building, is going to be hung in the air on the new building in its current state, which is pretty messed up. But it's a picture of what once was and what God has done now. So who's going to come out on, the fi- on that? Okay, that's good. That's good. And if you don't come, you've messed up the vision. And Alan will be after you. All right, so I just wanted to encourage you because I, I just, you know, there's certain nights in that night will be on that screen 
next year because it will be one of those nights where I was there when that, when that took place. I want to broadcast some good news today on our ninth birthday. We have a glorious future in Jesus. Our hope and our future is in him. And no matter what you've experienced, no matter what you're experiencing, what you've heard, felt this year, I'm here to remind us today God is still with us. God is still for us. God is still passionate about the church. God is still able. God is still good. And I want to just take one verse today in Psalm 27, 13. And just before I read this out over us, I want to give us some context to it. Israel are at war. And David hears the news. David is on the battlefield with his men. And he hears the news. He receives news that one of his family members, we're not sure who, but a close family member has died. He's, have you ever been away from home and you receive some tragic news? This is the moment where David receives tragic news about the loss of a loved one. And many of you have received news like that. And David, you can, you, you, you can imagine, would have been full of fear. He's feeling hopeless. He's feeling maybe depressed. And yet he makes this honest cry from his heart. It's a moment of vulnerability from David. And he says this, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to share for the next few moments on the goodness of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord. As we head into our 10th year, I want to share three confessions that we need to speak out over our church, but also over ourselves. Three confessions. I want you to write these down. These are going to help you, especially in moments of sadness, in moments of disappointment, in moments of distress. These three confessions are going to help our church as we continue to move forward and take ground into this brand new year. Number one, our first confession is this. I remain confident of this. In the midst of loss and heartache, David, he remains confident in the goodness of the Lord. David has lost many battles. He's now lost a loved one, yet he declares, my confidence remains in Christ. Just like David, we are living in crazy days. What's happening around us is so distorted and truth is being canceled and so much is happening around us, and it's easy to lose confidence in God. It's easy to lose confidence in His Word. Yet the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10, 35, Do not throw away, soul church. Do not throw away your confidence. But trust in the Lord. Remember, there is a great reward waiting for you. We are stronger because of Jesus today. We are stronger because of Jesus. The same spirit which raised Christ from the dead, it lives in you. I want to declare a new confidence over our church. We're going to attempt new things. We're going to try new things. We're going to take risks for Jesus. I remain confident in this. My confidence is in the maker of heaven and earth. I remain confident in this. Turn to the person beside you and say, I remain confident in this. I remain confident. I lift up my eyes to the hills. There comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God's word activates your confidence. Often we, we think it's a message on Instagram that will activate our confidence. Or 
this or that, but God's word fills us with confidence. You know, there is a reason that this is still the number one best-selling book in the world. Still. Despite every person, well, not every person, but lots of people trying to cancel it, stop it, it's still the number one bestseller. 3.1 trillion copies of the Bible have been sold to this date. You know, there's a reason for that. Because it gives confidence. Because every time I feel disappointed and low, I feel broken, and I begin to open up the Word, and I begin to lift up my eyes to the hills from whence come of my help, suddenly there is a new confidence that comes on me. Because it is life-giving. It breeds life into your situation. And I'm all about reading the newspaper, by the way, and finding out what's happening around the world. But statistically, there are 70 negative reports to every one positive on the news. The 70 to 1 ratio. Yet we'll sit there with our paper or scrolling online, feeding ourselves of all the pain and the the challenges around the world, yet God's word, 6,000 promises. 6,000 promises in this book to fill you with confidence. Whatever you feed will grow. If you feed your fear, it will grow. If you're a fearful person and you start reading the papers, start reading the news, start downloading all the latest gossip, guess what? It will feed your fear. But if you feed your faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. And David said, David said, I remain confident. Wouldn't that be a great confession at the start of year 10 that we stood up as a church and we said, despite all the circumstances, despite everything that's coming against the church, I remain confident. And I stood in our new building this week. There was no one in there and just in the, in the, in the, in the auditorium. And I just praise God. I imagined you guys in there with me. I remain confident. Despite a lot of setbacks coming against it, I remain confident. I remain confident because the Lord is my confidence. I love what David said. He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me, if my enemies and my foes will stumble and fall, though an army besiege me, My heart will not fear. The war break out against me, soul church. Even then, I will be confident. Come on, is anyone saying, I'm getting my confidence back? My confidence today is coming back in Jesus' name. I remain confident of this. Number two, our second confession is this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will see. Now, it's interesting because when David said, I will see the goodness of the Lord, he was not experiencing the goodness of the Lord. He was not experiencing it. He was experiencing loss and pain. David confesses, I do not understand God, but I still trust you. One of the biggest challenges we have with our faith is to keep confessing God's goodness even when life isn't good. And David's feelings must have been telling him, have a good moan, write a blog. But life's not always about understanding, it's about trusting. And David's confession, he says this, he says, I've just received some very difficult news, but I remain confident in God's word. 
and I will see. I wonder what you're believing to see in your life right now. I wonder what you're believing to see, not what you are seeing. I wonder what you're believing to see. I want to encourage you to declare over your situation, I, I will see my debt cleared. I will see my body in full health. I will see my children come back to Christ. I will see my mental health restored. I will see this building paid in full in Jesus' name. I will see. You've got to start seeing yourself as Christ sees you. As Christ is, so am I. In Jesus, I am healed. In Jesus, I am provided for. In Jesus, I am protected. In Jesus, I will make it. In Jesus, my mind is free. In Jesus, I have everything I need. See yourself as Christ sees you. Even when I don't see it, you're working. That would make a great song. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never, come on choir. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. He never stops working. He never stops working. Come on, we've got to stop talking in a way that gives the enemy power over our lives. I encourage you to change your confession in this season. I will see. Come on, let's say this out loud. I will see. I will see. I will see freedom. I will see health. I will see provision. I will be able to pay my mortgage. I will see the promotion. I will. You know, I was in a supermarket, supermarket a while back, and I'm talking to the lady. I said, are you having a nice day? She looked at me, and she grunted. It's good to be here. I see... She said, well, I'm not really having a good day. I said, why is that? She said, well, bad things happen in three, and I've just experienced two. I said, well, I hope I'm not the third. I thought, what a mindset. Wow. I looked out, and I said, love. I said, you get what you expect in life. So true. You get what you expect. If you wake up with a negative mindset, you know, Kesarasara, I'm telling you, you will experience exactly. You can actually talk yourself happy. How do I know it? Because I do it most Sunday mornings before I get up and speak to you lot. I do. I get into my prayer closet and I start speaking. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. I'm not here. I'm not here just to go through the rhythm and another day. Actually, God, your spirit is on me. I'm going to speak life. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm going to help some people today. I'm going to give out through his strength, not my strength. You can actually declare God's word into your situation. So that you've got to keep confessing God's goodness even when you're not experiencing God's good. Now, who'd be honest enough to say right now, I'm not experiencing it? Three people. Come on, you're not experiencing the full force, full force of God's goodness in your life, because I'm not. That's why I'm being honest. But here's what we do. We confess it even when we're not experiencing it. I will be married to all you single people. I will be married. Oh, there's no one out there. There won't ever be anyone out there. Because you've just said there's no one out there. 
No one want me. You're right. They wouldn't. I wouldn't want you. You just said everyone else. Why would I want you if you don't want you? You need to go to, you know, Asda, you know, Asda, go to Asda. You know those photo frames? His and her? You need to buy one of those. You need to stick one of your selfies in there. You've got plenty. Print it out. Put it on the shelf. Leave the other one blank and walk out past it every day and say, my man, my girl is coming. I will be married in the name of Jesus. Stop moaning. Stop having a pity party. Wake yourself up. Get yourself blessed. Talk yourself married in Jesus' name. You say, oh, that's absolute nonsense. That doesn't work, doesn't it? I spoke this ages ago, that story, in a meeting, and a lady did it. She emailed me a year later to say she was married. And the funny thing was, this is the crazy thing, the guy was in the service. They didn't meet in Asda, don't worry. I'm telling you, faith. Your words activate your faith. Faith has to be so spoken. Oh, does it? Yeah. Read Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised, you've got to confess it. Oh, here's the one for you. What you see and what you say have to be different. What you see is the natural. What you say is the spiritual. I see need. So we're not ignoring the fact we're single. We're not ignoring the fact that we're in lack. We're not ignoring the fact that we're sick. But we have to speak health. We have to speak blessing. We have to speak out what we're not seeing into our lives. I see lack, but I speak blessing. I see sickness, but I seek health. All right, we've got to keep going. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Confession number three. I will stay connected to the land of the living. Knock, knock. It's always, the, always you guys who get it, and these guys always talk when I'm speaking, so I just have to... Just needed to cool the choir off. I will stay connected to the land of the living. David understood this. Can we come back? His confidence was in God's word. His faith was built for his confession. But finally, his future was determined by his connections. I'm going to say that again because this, this is going to help you today. His confidence, your confidence comes from God's word. Your faith is built through your confession and your future is determined by your connections. We were doing the wisdom, uh, wisdom series a couple of weeks ago and I talked about uh, the people you speak most to on your phone, the top 10 people who you speak most to on your phone is the person you're becoming. That's who you're becoming. You say, who, who will I be? So look at the 10 people you spend most of your time with. That is who you're becoming. And David understood that his future was determined by his connections. Now, there are many laws out there. Some of you are very clever and you understand this. There are many laws of life. One of the laws is the law of entropy. The law of entropy says anything left to itself will self-destruct. Then there's the law of gravity, 
which says anything that goes up eventually has to come down, apart from your age. But then there is a law which is, I believe, even greater than both of those. It's the law of association, which says those, you become like those that you spend your time with. It's amazing. I see people in church. I'm like, oh, they get in that group. I'm like, that's such a great group to be a part of because I know that their faith and their life and their joy is going to rub off. But David remained confident that he had to stay connected in the land of the living. He needed to be around God's people, the church as we now know it. I mean, a lot of people say, I don't need the church. But David understood the principle being around a community of like-minded people. You know, even Jesus needed church. Luke chapter 4 verse 16 says he went to Nazareth where they had been brought up and to the Sabbath day, he went to the synagogue, which was the church, as was his custom. You know, even Jesus, the son of almighty God, needed to go to church. Wow. Oh, I don't need to go to church. It's just me and Jesus. We're just floating through life together. We're getting along so well. I don't need the church. The church just hurts people. But Jesus needed the church. Man, if Jesus needs the church, how much more do you and I need the church? Jesus, like David, knew the importance of community. I want to just show you an illustration. Ask, ask Julian, our guitarist, to step forward. I've got a guitar string and I can strum a guitar but not very well. Am I doing very well with this? You did alright. How many times do I have to get around? Do you want to help me? You've probably done that before. What's amazing about this guitar string? She's done it twice. She's not helping us, is she? That'll do. Well, there we go. Think about this guitar string. What could we do with it? Cut cheese? <laughs> floss? Yeah, I suppose you could floss. I wouldn't recommend it. Skip, if you're like a really small person. Skip, floss. Take the cat for a walk. You could do a few things with it. But it's free. A lot of Christians are like this, just free. Just free as a bird. Do what I like, when I like. The problem with this, this guitar string really is it's only designed for one thing, which is to be played. You see, the string is free to do whatever it wants to do, but it was created to be connected. It was created to be connected. We will, never, we will never see the full potential of this string until it attaches itself to something greater than itself. Now this is a picture of you and I. Because some of us have been trying to move our lives forward, but we're not connected. It's just me and Jesus. Now, I'm no musician, but I'm told that this is called the head. The, the first place that the string goes is the head. The head 
is Jesus. The head is we have to connect ourselves to Jesus. He is the giver of life. He is where we get our confidence. He is where we find faith. He is where we find hope, as David was talking about. But you see, it's not just the head. This is called the body. And Christ describes the church as the body. So for us to find true purpose in our lives, we need to be attached to the head and to the body. That is how purpose is found for you and I. It's not just me and Jesus. And by the way, it's not just you and the church. Because a lot of people have been let down by the church. Pastors, leaders, and people have left because you had an, a relationship with the body, but not the head. We've got to be connected to the head, which is Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. But we have to stay connected to the body. And then when you connect to the head, and I connect to the body, and you connect to the head, and, then, and all of a sudden there, there are strings. And suddenly as Julian begins to play, the church of the living God starts to make a sound. Beautiful. I'm also playing guitar without Jesus and without the body. It's not working because I was designed to be connected. There is a world outside of that window that is, has no idea they need the head and they need the body. Our job is to connect people to the head and to connect people to the body. There they will find purpose. There they will find joy. There they will find everything they need in Jesus. We're not just building a new building so we can see more people. We're building this building so we connect, can connect people to their God-given purpose. This isn't just a building. It's not bricks. It's not mortar. It is the land of the living. It's where people get to connect with Jesus, get to connect with the body. They can find hope in a glorious Saviour. Life-giving opportunities for people to come and discover connections and friendships. Whenever we connect ourselves to the head and to the body, we discover our purpose. And you know what? Our lives start making sense. It's not just you and Jesus. It's not just you and Jesus. And it's not just you and the church. It's you attached to the head and you attached to the body. That's how we make a sound with our lives that makes a difference. Can I be honest? Sometimes we go out of tune. We get it wrong. I get it wrong. Chantal gets it wrong. We all mess up. The church gets it wrong. But the Holy Spirit, we allow him to come in. Just little tweaks, little tweaks, little tweaks. Just need to get over that. Just need to, oh, they sat in my seat. Get over it. Tweak. I had to wait 40 minutes at the traffic lights last Sunday to get out of church. I am never going back. Tweet. Coffee's gone up 10p. Can you believe they charged me 10 extra p? Tweet. 
I've heard that sermon before. Holy Spirit comes and just twists the gauge a little and suddenly the guitar is making the sound. We can't play out of tune, guys. We can't, we can't, we, we've got a world. We've got to put our differences aside. David said, I've got to be in the land of the living because I'm hurting, I'm broken. I need to be around people who can lift me up and build me in this time. I encourage you today. We need the head, our personal relationship with Jesus. We need the body, the land of the living. You see, when you connect to the head and you connect to the body, what happens is you operate at the maximum in your life. You find your God-given purpose. Chantal and I, it's simply just been week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. Jesus, the body. Jesus, the body. Oh, said some things I shouldn't. Tweak. Jesus, the body. Jesus, the body. Some people left and hurt us and said some unkind things about them. I'm mad. Tweak. Jesus, the body. Je- That's how we live. Connected to the head, connected to the body. Fine tuning as we go. In nine years time, we can all still be here. If we're connected to the head and connected to the body and we allow the Holy Spirit to tune us as we go. You know, there's some people in this church, they've been here since this church was established 59 years ago. I want to honor you guys. If you were here at the start or just around the time, and my mum's here and Trevor and Joyce, we want to honor you. Would you stand? Because there is a. Would you stand? If you were, you've been here from the very, very beginning. <laughs> Bud and Teresa. To everyone. Do you know what? The, re- the reason they're still here is the head and the body and the fine tuning of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we can do this thing together. We're going to march into the promised land. We've got to stay connected. He is the head. This is the body. We stay connected. When we mess it up, we allow the Holy Spirit to get us back in tune. So we honor every single one. You guys are pilgrims. We honor you today. Dick, we honor you. We honor you. I know you're even struggling to stand up, but you and Joan and your daughter, we honor you both as a family today. Colin, Rosemary, Margaret Hussey, we honor you. I know David is watching on right now. and he's, He taught me, by the way, he taught me all the mischief. Her late husband, David, who was my Sunday school teacher. Amen. Amen. So we honor you all. You can take your seats. I encourage us to stay connected. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We head into our our 10th chapter today 
a new beginning, a new cycle, and we make these three confessions. I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord and I will stay connected to the land of the living. Now, if you mean that, if you mean that today, I want you to stand to your feet. You say, I'm staying, I'm staying confident in this. I'm, I'm declaring, I will see the goodness of the Lord. I'm not seeing it right now, but I will see it. And I will stay connected into the land of the living. We're going to sing this out. We're going to sing out the goodness of God over this, over this birthday. In every moment, in every day, He stayed faithful. My first prayer today is that you would not leave this service without connecting yourself to the head, Jesus Christ. I don't know how you ended up in this room or watching online, but Jesus does. It's not an accident you're here today. You're here by design. You're here because God wanted you to be here. And He loves you. He has a plan for your life. But nothing will make sense. Life will just be like this guitar string. You're constantly trying to find your purpose until you attach yourself to Jesus and to His body, which is the church. But today, I want to give you an opportunity, first and foremost, to connect yourself to the head, Jesus. Maybe you say, John, I'm not good enough. Jesus couldn't possibly love me if he really knew me. Let me tell you, he knows you inside out. He knows you better than he knows you know yourself, yet he still loves you. And he wants to begin a relationship with you today. All it begins is by opening up your heart to him, receiving his love, receiving his forgiveness. Today could be a brand new start. If you're watching online, this is very much for you right now as well. I'm simply going to count to three. You say, John, include me in that prayer. I want to receive forgiveness. I want to receive the love of Jesus. I want to receive that hope for tomorrow. When I get to three, would you just slip up your hand long enough and high enough so I can see it? I'd love to pray for you. One, he loves you, my friend. Two, have the confidence right now just to raise that hand. Three, just slip up nice and high. I want to pray for you. God bless 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 you. Amazing. Anyone else? So that's for me today. God bless. We're going to say this prayer right at the back. God bless you. Amazing. God bless you. Let's say this prayer out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. To forgive all my sins and failures. So that I can have a brand new start. Please come into my life. And help me by the help of the Holy Spirit to trust and to live for you. Amen. Amen. Would you congratulate everyone who said that prayer? If you're watching online, please let someone know that you just prayed that prayer. Maybe just write in the chat, I have decided. If you're in the room right now, I want to give you a couple of next steps. The first is, we've got a gift for you. It's a Bible. Our team will be outside as you, as you head out in just a moment. We'd love to give you this gift to really help your life move forward. And secondly, I've introduced you to the head, but I want to encourage you to the, keep coming back to the body, which is the church. Every Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 5 p.m., we gather. 
And we gather because we believe in community. We believe that in isolation, it just creates so much challenge in our life. But when we come together as the body of Christ, we build one another up and we encourage each other. On your good days and your not so good days, I want to encourage you to keep coming to the house of God. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to just pray for confidence right now. If you've lost your confidence, it's David had his confidence hit in that moment. If you've lost your confidence, maybe it's in your job, maybe it's in, maybe it's in a dream, you've lost confidence in others, but you've lost confidence. Today, I pray that Christ wants to put confidence back in you. Come on, don't put off your confidence. Today, God wants to put confidence back inside of you. If you lost your confidence, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. Pray for confidence, a new confidence. It's a new year. I know it's strange talking about a, a new year in the middle of July, but this is a new year today. It's our 10th year. We're going into double digits. So Lord, I speak confidence right now to every man and woman, boy and girl, Lord. Maybe they've, been, they've lost confidence. They've lost confidence in the church. They've lost confidence in leadership, lost confidence in so many things. But today, Lord, I pray for a new wave of confidence to come and fill their soul. Lord, I pray that they would trust you, trust you and you alone. Father, I thank you that confidence is not found in governments. Confidence is not found in so many of the things we look for. In, but Lord, confidence can only be found in you today. You are our confidence in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray for those that you need to change your confession. You're really challenged. You get what you expect. God's really challenged you today. I need to change my, 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 I need to change my, my, uh, my confession, my language. Like David said, I will see. I'm not seeing it, but I will see. I'm going to start declaring, I will see. I will see change. I will see change in my situation at work. I will see change. I'm not just going to buy into the narrative of culture. I'm going to speak over it. We will see a revival of souls. We will see this school bill. We will see the new church bill. We will see it. We've got to speak it into the atmosphere. We will see. We will see. Right now, if you're saying, God, I need to just fine-tune my language, fine-tune my words. Just slip up your hand right now. Deaf and, deaf and life are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue, Solomon said. So, Father, right now, I pray that we would have a change of tone in the tongue. Lord, that we would use our tongue to speak confidence and strength into the atmosphere. We would speak life where there is no hope, Father. We would speak blessing where there's shortage, Father. We thank you that you have never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. And we will see the goodness of the Lord this week in Jesus' name. Amen. I will stay connected to the body. It's not just me and Jesus. We need each other. And I want us to make a commitment today, not to Soul Church, but to the body. I'm committed to the body. Just as we saw some of the lifers in this church, I'm sure if I sat down with my mom or Trevor or Joyce, they could tell you about some pretty dark days in churches. They felt like quitting. They felt like giving up. They felt abandoned. But you see, they made a commitment to the body. You're committed to the body, you're committed to the body because you find purpose. 59 years, they're still here because they stay connected to the head and connected to the body. And their lives are still making a difference. Young person, student, young adult, if you want your life to make a difference, stay connected to the head, 
Stay connected to the body. Stay connected to the body. It's not just you and Jesus, sweet by and by. We need the head every day and we need the church community in our lives. And I'm making a fresh commitment today to the body of Christ. Chantel and I, we're not going anywhere. We love this church. We love this church with our whole hearts. We might have a holiday. We need one. But we're more committed than ever to this city and to this church. Come hell or high water, we'll be here. When we feel like it, when we don't feel like it. We're not going to allow anything to distract us. Sunday is God's day. Remember, parents, our kids follow what we do, not what we say. I'm in church. I'm a church kid. My kids love the house of God. They love Sundays because the mom and dad love Sundays because we love the body. This is our favorite group of people in the whole world. When I see those TC boys walking past me, my heart leaps. When I see you coming past, oh, I love, I love our church because it's the body. We need each other. So I'm connected. I'm staying connected. I'm in. Is anyone else coming with me for the ride? Might get bumpy. But we're in. We're in. We're going to have some life. I reckon there's some lifers in the room. Imagine in 30 years. Wow. We're still here. We've heard the same jokes for 30 years, Pastor John, but we're still here. Father God, we are committed to your house. We're committed to you, Lord, as the head, and we're committed to the body. And Father, we put you first. We seek you first in this area of our lives. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are with us as we enter this new cycle, this new season. Lord, I pray, Lord, our hearts would grow deeper towards you. Will you give us a greater love for your church? Lord, we wouldn't get caught up with all the peripheral stuff of this world, but we'd stay connected closer and closer as the days get darker and darker. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, right now, I know we're way over time. It's a birthday party. We've just gone late. I just really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to just tune some people. You know, from time to time, I need tuning. I can be connected to the head and to the body and still have things that are a little bit out. Some thoughts and some... God just wants to just allow His Holy Spirit to come in and just fine-tune us again. Fine-tune us. So come, Holy Spirit, right now. Maybe there's some unforgiveness. Maybe there's some resentment. Maybe there's some hurt, some, some disappointment. I just pray Your Holy Spirit would come right now and just move amongst the strings of our lives, Lord. Lord, that... Thank you, Jesus. May this be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. Can we sing that song, Chantel? I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. It just fits nicely. If anyone can, you can. Father, we go into the new year in harmony, connected to the head, connected to the body, putting differences behind us, letting go of hurts and disappointments, allowing the, the tenderness of the Holy Spirit to fine-tune our lives, to make an impact in our world. I remain confident of this, 
we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Would you give God some praise this morning? Wow. Thank you, guys. Wow, the presence of God is here. Can anyone else sense the presence of Jesus here today? God is so real. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you said the salvation prayer today, we'd love for you to email connecttofaith at soulchurch.com so we can talk to you a little bit more about this incredible decision that you've just made. Yeah, you know, and if at any point in the service you felt moved to give towards any of our local or global initiatives, then head to soulchurch.com and click on the giving at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope to see you again soon. God bless.